the dramas of Africa. This is an African narration that speaks of many things. It is a story of the light and of the dark, and of Angai, the god of the Kikuyu tribe, of smoke and fire, of truth and of the deceiver, Louis the Serpent. Of Kalulu the jealous hare, of Nyati the angry hippo. It speaks of the sacred crocodile of the Nile River, and of the star of hope, the bright morning star. It speaks of black drummers and white man's gumboots. The story is about the powerful emotions and thoughts that affect all African children. Yes, even the white children. Feelings that combine to make the individual pages of our book of life on this earth. It is a story about a young white boy born in the country of Tanzania, the flower of Africa. The boy visits an African Muganga, a witch doctor named Mulimo, who gives him a message from Ngai, the Kikuyu god, and tells him the story of the two highest mountains in Central Africa. Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania, depicted as Father God, the possessor of all power. And Mount Kirinyaga in Kenya, depicted as Mother God, the possessor of all brilliance. When we speak of the two of them, we speak of Ngai. For this is the Kukuyu word for God. I was born many years ago in a small village in Tanzania, East Africa. My father was a soldier with the King's African Rifles. He was a very stern man who spent most of his time far away from home at war up in Abyssinia, North Africa. Thus I did not know him very well. He was not a man to speak with, for he only spoke to give out harsh orders when he wanted something done. And when I was three years old, his angry manner drove my mother away to another. Thus my early life was one of loneliness and fear. I spent much of my early years at the homes of others when my father was away at war. And when sometimes he was at home, I was attended to by an ayah, an African maid called Sarah. She spoke to me in her Swahili language, which I learned quite quickly. One day my father told me that he was soon to send me to a boarding school far away. I was six years old and pleaded to be spared from this unimaginable fate, but there was no escape. He was adamant. I felt trapped and frightened. As the days went by, I wondered how I could escape and where could I run away to. One night, as I lay in my bed, I listened to the African drums that were drumming away most of the night in the nearby village. They were in the distance, and I was used to them. I suddenly thought of the Moganga, the witch doctor named Mulimo. 
Sarah sometimes spoke of his magic powers, that he spoke to the spirits of their ancestors, and sometimes even to Ngai their god. The next day I pestered her to take me to his hut. She refused, saying, Your father would become very, very angry if he finds out, because the white man does not understand anything about the other world, where our spirits go to after earthly death, when they leave their flesh here in the dust. And that is also the place where we lived before we entered the flesh of this world. She said that my father could even bring the Ascaris, the police, and take her away from me and send her to King Georgie Hotel. I said, Sarah, what is that hotel, King Georgie? She said, Mtoto, King Georgie is the white man's king who lives far, far away over the sea. One day he sent his soldiers here to Africa and in every African village he has built a big prison. If we do not pay our hut taxes, we are put in these prisons. But as we are freely given two meals a day, we call it King Georgie Hotel. I thought about this, but could not understand it at the time. I persisted over many days with my request to visit Mulimo. And then she said, I will point out the way you are to follow, the path that will lead you past the village to his hut, but you must promise to never speak of this to your father. The next morning I found myself walking up the bush track. I was terrified, for I had heard many stories of the power of witch doctors, mainly from other white children. I walked very slowly, and my mind was wondering what to say. I came upon a small hut that had a blanket over the doorway. I said, Hodi Hodi, that is the word for knock-knock. For in East Africa, you do not knock on the door. You stand back and speak from your mouth. If there is no answer, you walk away. If you are welcome, you are replied, Karibu. That means welcome. Suddenly the blanket was brushed aside and before me stood Molimo. He was very small with very fine features and very black eyes. Natakaninim Toto! What do you want, young child? He asked of me. I was speechless and just stood. We watched each other for a moment and then he said, Ngia, come in. He told me to sit on the floor in front of him on a mat. I did so and looked around at all the skins of animals on the walls. I said, I do not know what I want, but I am here. Molimo picked up a small bag. He held it for a few moments and then shook it and spilled the contents on the mat between us. He poked around in the colored stones and little pieces of bones there, pulling out three of the stones, and then said, Mtotoyam Zungu, child of white man, in your belly is the coldest stone of fear and loneliness. 
Under that are two other stones, one of jealousy and the other is the fire stone of anger that you have not yet felt within you and do not yet know them. You are a very young Amtoto, but in Guy, the creator of all, yes, even the creator of the white man, says that I must tell you what you will hear now. For the book of life can be many, many pages, even 25,000, and you are not yet even 3,000 pages. But today's page in total is with Ngai through my breath, my story to you, that Ngai says he will help you on your life's journey on this earth. I sat without speaking and listened to what he had to say. Mtoto, one day far ahead, when you are a big man, the sacred crocodile of the Nile River will come into your mind and you will see something in its eye. But that is yet forty summer seasons away to be revealed in a vision direct to you by Ngai. Ngai is the invisible essence of all creation and is invisible to us. But we the Africans are very, very lucky because Ngai has come to us visibly in a way that can guide us here to understand the invisible Ngai. Ngai is like the two mountains that you see here where we live, the volcano Mount Kilimanjaro, the father, the possessor of all power, 20,000 feet high, and Mount Kirinyaga, the mother, the possessor of all brilliance. Their bases stand with us here on earth, but their tops reach up through the clouds into heaven and stand clear and bright in the sunlight of the day. And at night they are in the stars. Even though they stand more than a hundred miles apart, they see each other, and below them on the earthy walk their children, you and me. But under the ground below the giant volcano Kilimanjaro is the cauldron of molten fire that is great pain and suffering. Below the fire is the deep dark coldness, for there is no light under Kilimanjaro. It is the home of the black serpent called Louis. He is the deceiver of all humanity and enters our minds from within us with his thoughts. The mountain Kirinyaga is different. She is all light and love that shines and lights up the heavens. Sometimes the power of Kilimanjaro causes the earth to split and smoke comes out, hot smoke, the anger of Ngai. If Ngai becomes very angry, then Kilimanjaro does explode in a fury and throws up molten fire and rocks that destroy all that have not heard Ngai's voice. The voice of the father, Kilimanjaro, who says, Listen to your mother Kirinyaga and only be loving. For you see, 
When you are created by Ngai, you are filled with the love of Kirinyaga and the light of Kilimanjaro. But some of the fire under Kilimanjaro is placed in your belly so you can learn of Ngai's dark power. And it is all the bad feelings that can be felt by man on earth. One day, they are removed from your belly by the love of Kirinyaga. Then you do not feel them again unless your spirit one day can return to walk on this earth as a man of flesh. If you look up at night, you will see the stars that roam freely the heavens. When your spirit leaves the flesh of this earth when you die, you can be as a star roaming free in the heavens within Gai. Or you can be confined in the belly of Kilimanjaro, suffering fire and endless pain. And then you can even sink deeper into the cold and darkness trapped forever. I was astonished to hear this, for I remembered hearing at our English church that none of us could be lost below, because our God was the greatest on earth, and that our God had even walked on this earth and also water, and then disappeared into the sky. I spoke not, but continued to listen. Molimo continued, Mtoto. For every bad feeling with us, within us, there is a story that we tell our children. To you will I tell three. First, listen, for the drummers of Africa are practicing. He continued on. Mtoto, I will tell you first of how the hippopotamus lost his hair. Once a very long time ago, there was an angry hippo called Nyati. He had long, long hair. Nyati is actually the name of our buffaloes. They are very dangerous, angry animals. That is why this hippo was called Nyati. He lived in a grass house near the river. Nyati was always very angry, for he allowed the smoke under Kilimanjaro to pour through his big mouth. When bad thoughts came into his mind, from Louis the Serpent, and he abused all the animals that came near him. Sometimes fire erupted within his belly and he exploded with fury, and then he went on a rampage and trampled the houses of others as he destroyed them, even crushing people under his feet. The only person he ever spoke to was the grass fire that roams the plains in the hot season every year. Every year he would see the smoke coming and he listened to the roar of the fire that was the voice of the invisible flames hidden behind the black smoke. The voice said, Nyati, I am coming near your place. Make a cup of tea and let me in. He always replied, Do not come in. I am in a bad mood today, and even you are not welcome. If you come, I can abuse you. And the wind changed the direction, and the smoke blew the other way. Over the years, 
his temper became worse and he inflicted much abuse and pain onto others. And every year the fire came past his house, always with the same words, Nyati, I am coming near your place. Make a cup of tea and let me in. Nyati always abused the fire, saying, You are not welcome here. One day, many years later, the fire came again. It was very, very strong and very, very hot. And the fire said to itself, Today is the day that horrible Nyati will see me, the wrathy of Ngai, being my avenging fire under Kilimanjaro. And he will now feel my power and my pain. The fire spoke loudly to Nyati, saying, Nyati, I am coming in today. Even if you do not invite me, make a cup of tea and let me in. Nyati the hippo felt the fire and the anger within the flames, and he felt fear in his belly, and said, Come in, and we will talk today, for I have never seen what is hidden in your belly under your smoke. With a fiery rush, the wind swept the intense flames into Nyati's house. With the firepower of even more than 1,000 angry hippos, the heat was intense, and Nyati shrieked in agony and pain as his hair was all burned off. He leapt into the cool waters of the river, and to this day has never had any hair. He plays in the cool water all day long and only comes onto land in the evening to enjoy the cool air, like the air around the top of Kirinyaga, never ever again to trouble anyone, because as he suffered, the fire in his belly was extinguished by Ngai, and he never listens to the forked tongue of Louis the Serpent anymore. For having now felt and suffered the pain he had made others suffer, he had also finally heard and understood the voice of the Father Kilimanjaro who said, If you cause pain to any of my children, I will come with fire and do it to you another day. You, my children, must hit Kirinyaga, your mother, and only love each other. Mulimo stopped and again I heard the drumbeats throbbing. He said, Remember, Mtoto, that I have told you of the fire hidden in your belly below the fear. One day it will arise like the lightning in the sky. You will feel the power of Kilimanjaro in you. You must feel its power but do not drink of it. If you drink it in, which you are doing when you abuse others, then it gets bigger and stronger in you, and you may not be able to control it. It can erupt inside you, and if you trample others, you will suffer the consequences of your actions, just like Nyati the hippo. Fire can burn you, 
through the hands of others, or even like the swift rolling bushfire when least expect it. I listened intently and did not move. I could hear the drumming commence again. Molimo continued, Mtoto, once there was a rabbit called Kalulu. He was a very happy rabbit, living in a hole in the ground. He often used to see Simba the lion when out walking. Simba was king of the jungle, and Kalulu often spoke to his friend Simba. One day Kalulu felt a strange feeling in his belly. It was jealousy. And as he watched the lion Simba, he became jealous of his might and stature and his many, many friends. And at the same time, strange thoughts came into his mind. The thoughts said, The king is big and strong, but you can show him how much smarter you are. And also, if you can make him suffer pain, then you will feel very important. For you will show all the animals your power. They will fear you. And then you will become the king of the jungle. And also, because you live in the ground, the lion does not know even which burrow is yours and will not be able to find you. The days went by and Kalula was becoming more jealous and the thoughts were getting stronger and he foolishly continued to listen to them. One day, when he met Simba, Kalulu said, If you are brave, then play the game of rolling stones with me. Simba said, Kalulu, you are very small. If I play any games with you, then you can be hurt, and I will be sorry. Kalulu said, you are not as smart as you think, King Simba, and I will win the Rolling Stones game. So the lioness said, Let us begin. Kalulu said, Go up the hill and roll down some stones. I will open my mouth wide and swallow the stones. Then we will change places and I will roll the stones, and you will swallow them. Simba said, If you can swallow even one stone, Kalulu, and it does not crush you, I will be very surprised. And then I can also do it, if you survive the first stone. Simba went up the hill, and rolled the first stone. As it came bounding down the hillside, Kalulu thought, the fool, he cannot see through the dust made by the rolling stone and will not see me jump out of its way. And as it goes past, I will jump back into place and the lion will think I am very clever to be able to swallow a stone. A large boulder came tumbling down and Kilulu did as his thoughts told him, jumping sideways and then back whilst the dust hid him from Simba's sight. Simba was amazed and repeated the process again. Kalulu then said, Enough! Your turn to eat rock! When the king was ready with his mouth open wide, Kalulu pushed a small rock 
that in turn he struck a bigger rocks and the lion was struck a heavy blow that knocked out all his teeth. He roared loudly in pain and ran off. The feeling in Kalulu felt very good and he laughed in glee at his victory and thoughts in his mind were saying, Loki, how strong and clever all will think you are, Kalulu. He went and hid in his burrow for a few days where he was planning his next devious move. He suddenly heard a sound and then a deep behind him in one of the tunnels of the burrows. In fear he ran out for it was the black serpent called Louis. As he came out of the burrow Kalulu saw Simba standing there and he said to the lion how did you find me? The king said look up. Kalulu looked up and saw the eagle wheeling in the sky. Simba said Kalulu did you not know that Ngai has eyes in the sky and sees all and knows all that takes place on earth just like the eagle? So I asked the eagle where you lived. You, Kalulu, ignorantly listened to the whisperings of the serpent Louis, the deceiver. He has a forked tongue. First he deceives you by giving you a very good reason to do wrong. Then he destroys you. His thoughts came into your mind because of your jealousy. Kalulu, did your parents not tell you about the power of the invisible Louis? Now you will feel the suffering of many, many days. I see that the fire in your belly has from this moment changed you into a hare with a big, strong body. So you cannot enter your burrow again. And your legs are long and strong. You will now spend the rest of your days working very, very hard, running and running over the hot grasslands, trying to keep ahead of the grass fires that will burn you if you stop. There is no rest for the wicked Kalulu until you have paid your dues to Ngai, who will then set you free again. So for the rest of his life, Kalulu the hare suffered heat and tiredness as he ran and ran and ran, praying to Ngai to turn him back again into a mild, friendly rabbit. Mulimo stopped, and I heard the drums again, little bursts of drumming that came and went. He then said, now you see what happens when Ngai's children listen to the thoughts of Louis and allow the fire in their belly to throw up Roxy onto others. They become controlled by others and suffer. None can escape the wrath of the invisible Ngai. Mtoto, the danger is not what others do to us, but what we do to them. Thus, the enemy is within us. 
being any thoughts coming within our own minds from Louis who is very very cunning I sat quietly and listened as I was enthralled by these stories Molimo spoke again Mtoto Yamzungu Charlie of White Man Remember well this page in your book for one day you will travel far away from Africa to the bottom of this earth and will meet men of many colors and when you return you will bring to us Africans a great story of truth but first you will remain here and suffer feelings in your belly that you have to suffer for Ngai to gain understanding of the pain of this world. He continued, Mtoto, now I will tell you how our black children control the fear and anger in their bellies. In the evenings, they go and sit by the drummers. The drummers are muscly and very, very strong, and some can even hammer the drums until the morning, because the love of Kirinyaga flows strongly through them. And as they beat the drums, the fearful ones can sit very close and are not afraid, for they can see the strength of the drummers and feel the power of sound throbbing in their veins. The angry young ones can also come near, but they dance and stomp the ground with their feet. And as they stomp and stomp and stomp, they are pushing the anger in their bellies back into the ground under Kilimanjaro. This way, they will not blow smoke and throw rocks onto others. They dance with great power until they are exhausted. Then they can sleep. continued a long time ago before the white men came there were no boundaries in Africa all could roam freely as the gazelles and Kilimanjaro and Kirinyaga both stood on the same land and there was freedom then the white men came fully of insatiable greed for the spoils of Africa and he spoke with the thoughts of Louis the serpent in his mind and from his mouth came the forked tongue of Louis, and the lies from his mouth was the smoke from under Kilimanjaro, and the fire came from his hand in a stick, a stick that spoke death. It was the gun. I told the young men to remember the message from Ngai, that we must dance and not fight, for if we fight, we are disobeying Kirinyaga. Then Ngai will send all our spirits to the underworld when we die. Ngai said to me, Mulimo, tell all the angry men that instead of fighting the oppressor, to put on the white man's gumboots. Then they can dance and stomp their feet even more energetically without bruising them, thus driving down more forcefully the powerful fire 
they feel boiling in their bellies, brought on through the ignorance and disrespectful actions of the white man who heeds not the call from my queen, Kirinyaga. Tell all the young men and girls that they must resist from retaliating, even if they are to be abused or even destroyed. If they do not control their fire and smoke, then Louis the Serpent will speak to them in their minds, and they will not be able to resist his forked tongue, as he gives them an irresistible reason to fight. And thus do they deny their mother Kirinyaga. And then they will fight the white man, also forgetting me their father, Kilimanjaro. And they will forget the love of their mother, Kirinyaga, the possessor of all brilliance. And as they fight, they are stealing my fire power that flows into them up from below as they fight. And thus it grows stronger in their bellies. And any of any race who steal my fire to hurt my children are destroyed by me. For when they die with the strength of the coils of a giant python, the weight of my fire in their bellies drags them below to my underworld. I was mesmerized by Molima's story, and as I sat, he took an old pair of gumboots out from behind a skin. They were very, very worn. He put them on, and by chance a drummer struck a few beats. And Molimo stomped a few steps, chanting, Songa Chaffuccini, Songa Chaffuccini, meaning, Send the filth below, send the filth below. He sat back, pulling off the gumboats and said, Remember Walem Toto, because if for every child of Ngai comes many a test, and one day when they show Ngai that they have learned the word courage, and thus do not retaliate against the bad ones, even those who are abusing them, but can and do forgive the enemy, then Ngai cleanses the fire out from their bellies, and then they can put away the gumboots, for they feel at peace within. And when they die, the enlightened spirits are free to roam the heavens as the stars in the night, freedom at last, dancing forever in the sight of Ngai, Kilimanjaro and Kirinyaga. When you are older and have seen the sacred crocodile, and have prepared your message to all humanity from Ngai, then please remember Mulimo and the story of the white man's gumboots and the dramas of Africa. Wherever you are, please tell all Ngai's children of Mulimo's story. He put the old gumboots in my hands and pointed to the door, and I left. I felt like I was floating on air, and knew that the light of Kirinyaga and Gai was flowing through me and with me, and I felt happier and freer than ever before.
that night as the drummers drummed away. I stomped very quietly around my room in Molimo's giant comforts, so my father would not hear. My mind was filled with sights of Kalulu running over the plains as the grass fire swept along behind him and as he darted from side to side around the tussocks of grass, my body moved from side to side with him and I felt the quickening in my pulse and the power of the drums flowing through my soul. Wherever I traveled in Africa later, in later years, I heard the drums drumming and remembered Mulimo. But I saw very few gumboats stomping. The message through Mulimo, it seems, has been lost and all men are preparing for war. So now I am an old man and I remember seeing the sacred crocodile as a vision in my mind years ago when I was about 40 years old. The crocodile had a beautiful star glistening in its eye. It was a six-pointed star. The sacred crocodile spoke to me and said, Think of the morning star every day. It is the star of Bethlehem that shines brighter and brighter, the bright morning star. It is calling you and all who listen to you, for you are the dove of Angai, the messenger of the one God of all races. As time went by, and Guy spoke directly to me and gave me the message that I now give to all God's children in the book of Guy I have written, saying that we must forget the past and only look forward to Guy through the star of hope, the bright morning star, the true light, the heavenly symbol of God's wisdom because it stops the thoughts of Louis from overpowering our minds, because Louis likes to cause us pain. But first, he gives us, gives us a reason to do something nasty to others, then, telepathically, he makes others do it to us. So the pain goes on and on, and we cannot wash away blood with blood, only with the water of forgiveness, Thus comes the freedom of the spirit within. And I remember the help of the old Molima who said, Tell all of Africa not to forget the love of Kirinyaga, the possessor of all brilliance, and not to forget the fire under Kilimanjaro, the possessor of all power. And tell all children, even in the white man's classrooms, the story of the gumboots and the drummers of Africa. So children, that is the story of the gumboot. It is about how to control the power of negative emotions you feel within. And the star prayer I now give you is what helps you to keep your minds free of dark thoughts that erupt silently within your minds from Louis the serpent, hidden deep in the belly of the earth, for he reaches up through the vibration of the bad feelings in you. To keep out bad thoughts, this is what you need to say as you think of the star of Bethlehem, the morning star, three times a day. 
Creator of the heavens, Mother of love, I see your star shining above. Please cleanse my mind with all your love, so that I may heed the call of peace from above. For those of you who remember God's other messenger called Jesus, you can also say this three times a day. Jesus, I see your shining star. Jesus, be with me. Jesus, please help me and save me. That is the story I bring you today and send now back to Africa. You can help God by telling others about the drummers of Africa and about the gumboot dance and the star prayer. It is a very powerful true story for what you do to others will be done to you. That is the only law of God. You are all God's most beloved children. God would have it that one day your spirits can roam the universe free as warriors of truth and love. For when you are freed within of the bad feelings, you will only feel the power of joy and happiness that flows from Kirinyaga through you. Kirinyaga, the possessor of all brilliance, and all your days will be happy. Tomorrow is a fresh page in your personal book of life. You can walk the road as a hippo or a hare, abusing others, and wonder when and from where will come the wrath of God from below Kilimanjaro. Or you can turn your face towards Kirinyaga today by keeping your minds clearer of devious thoughts from Louis and be happy. Remember to pass on this message to all. Tell your friends so you can dance together the gumboot stompy dance with the drummers of Africa. And every day as you awaken and you speak to God and Guy, the words given by me above about the star of hope, the light of Kirinyaga will shine through you and you will be happier on your daily journey as you are sustained by the light, love and wisdom of Kirinyaga, the Holy Spirit. This is the voice of God through the Spirit of Truth. Other information available to help you fortify your minds. Tapes, the Ark, Adults Meditation, the Star, Children's Meditation, and the books, The Visions of the Last Prophet, and The Testament of Truth. Bless you all.